Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. Three, two, one. Oh, wait, no. We'll, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Hey, okay, so. yeah. Hey, I'm Josh. And I'm Matt. And we're from the afters. We're going to play all of that, right? We are. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Taylor read a study. He told me about it. And come to find out, 20% of people, so one out of five, mm-hmm. have an article of clothing in their closet that they don't wear, mm. but they keep it. For sentimental reasons. Mm, so just curious, do either one of you have, or your wives, you can tell on them if you'd like, um, said article of clothing, totally sentimental, can't wear it anymore, don't wear it anymore, won't wear it anymore. Huh. Um, very guilty. Oh, very you guilty, are. Josh. A little too guilty. Oh. <laughs> I would say times maybe 50. What's going on? So I have, I have all these jackets from through the years. You're and wearing each, a jacket right now. I'm wearing a jacket, uh-huh. but this is a newer one. Okay. But my wife gives me a really hard time about it. Actually, she once took some friends through our house and she said, I'm going to give you a tour stop in my husband's closet to see <laughs> all my jackets from through the years. But when I, when I see them there, each one represents a season of the band and a photo shoot and a video. And so it is very sentimental. I even have like the original Beautiful Love mm. video shoot, which was such a cool experience. We mm-hmm. shot that out in L.A., it was an amazing experience. Yeah, Matt and totally remembers. Did you keep the jacket, Matt? Do you Matt? have that jacket? So, <laughs> so I... Don't think so. I've got an interesting situation going on. My, I have not figured out for sure, but I think my wife goes through and says... Like, oh, I don't think he's worn this in several years. I'm going to just donate it to... Oh! You know? She's stealth cold. Because I, I know that I've had several things... That I that just vanished in, in you know honestly have not worn in and many, they many go years, missing and they just disappear. So have I you asked her about it. I haven't confronted her about it yet, but <laughs> I think you just did. I, yeah, my wife did come with up Baby, with a new rule. Her new rule is if you get a new jacket, you have to release a jacket. <gasps> oh, you have to release which one is in hard. Wild. Yes, exactly. And if it comes back to you. It was meant to be. I don't need 51 jackets. And, <laughs> yeah. and I'll be, I mean, it, it, is, it is ridiculous. There's no reason that I should have all those. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so now How my many? wife doesn't have that issue. She can get rid of stuff. So easy. she loves to go through the garage or whatever, and she can, she can just clear out stuff. And, well, and we so have fun. noticed in the years that we've been doing this together, when we talk to people, often God has put opposites together. Mm. So you usually have a hoarder and a pitcher, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yep. know, and so she would be the pitcher and you would, would be the hoarder. That would make me the hoarder. Yeah. The hoarder? Exactly. So we know your wife is also the pitcher. So what are you keeping? I know. What are you you trying to keep? I do have. I do have a jacket from our second record. Okay. Um, But all the stuff from the first record have disappeared. Oh wow! That's really sad. Um, So your wife doesn't like your early material. I guess not. She actually does. (laughs) Musically speaking, she does. My wife was like, "That jacket from your first video shoot is never going to fit you again." For me, Touché. okay, for me, it's not really sentimental though. It's like I've got all of these shoes, and my wife's like, You have too many shoes. We don't have room for your shoes. You need to just, you're like, what's, mm. what's, what's these? You never wear these. And I'm like, Those are my lawn mowing shoes. And she's like, Okay, well, what about these? I'm like, Those are my dog walking shoes. <laughs> I'm like, she's like, That doesn't make any sense. Because heaven forbid you yeah. walk the dog in the lawn mowing shoes. Why okay. would you do Why would anybody do that? Shoes is another issue in our house. Shoes is another issue. Yeah, that's another. Yours? 
Yeah. Josh. So, so you I have know. jackets and shoes. I do love shoes. Let's but it's here, here's the blessing in it. So I have some <laughs> friends who are shoe people. Like they what do you love, mean? like they are all about shoes and what, what is that called? A sneak, sneaker heads? Sneaker heads? Sneaker yeah. Heads. Who are sneaker heads. They buy really cool shoes. Oh. And we happen to have the same, I have really big feet, awkwardly big feet for my height. <laughs> so I'm like five foot nine, but I have a uh, 13 size foot. Wow. Yeah. It's a big wow. foot. And I have yeah. a couple friends who love shoes, are sneaker heads, and they have their wives have that same rule. You get a new pair of shoes, you got to get rid of one. So, so you know I'm, where the, they go. I'm the recipient very often. Yeah. So most of my shoes I haven't paid for, but they're really nice shoes. But now my wife's like, okay, this is unacceptable. There was one day where I came home and there was a pile of my shoes. And she's like, you need to give away seven pairs of shoes. <laughs> You're going to do it right now. That is God's perfect I, I number. I also wear 13s. So if you want to send some of those shoes my way. You guys didn't know that about each other? How long have uh, you been doing music together? (laughs) Seriously. No, seriously. How long have you guys been doing music together? 20 years. 20 years. No, no, no. Yeah. Really? I mean, Matt played at my wedding. Oh. He, uh, reception. Yeah, he played at the wedding reception. Oh, I did, didn't I? <laughs> you did. I never paid you for that, by the way. a core memory for Matt. Never did yeah. pay you. For that. You can pay me <laughs> what, shoes. Wait, I was at your wedding? <laughs> <laughs> I was there. All right, what's another thing that oh, we've been talking well, about? Well, we were just talking oh, about yeah. how poor you guys were when you first got married. Yeah, that's right. And, and I want to know your best so poor that story. Mm. Oh, man, we could talk for days about this. Okay. Uh, I was so poor that we literally had no money for food. And so we had this coin holder that looked like a green frog. And it was like a, we had all these pennies in it mm-hmm. and we needed a dinner. So we were going to get some Chinese takeout. There was a Chinese place that had a special on Tuesday nights. And so we could both eat for like six bucks or something like that. And we counted, literally counted our pennies and uh, that was how we, we paid for our, our food. You did not go to the restaurant with $12 worth of pennies. Yes, we did. And we paid with Josh. the pennies. I brought the frog. <laughs> Actually, no the frog. Yes, I, I brought the frog and what I emptied it out. What did say to you? I told them what happened. I was like, this is literally the last of our money. And uh, we get paid on Friday. So, but, uh, so the rest of the week, we ended up going to my parents' house and raided the, the fridge and the pantry and had food for the rest of the week. You gave a restaurant a giant piggy bank of be- of pennies. Yes. And they just smiled at you and let you go. <laughs> they found it amusing, for sure. I've, but, I've been on the receiving end of that. When I worked at the pizza place, I would have people come through the drive-thru with just like a handful of change. They'll be like, I promise this is $4.99. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. So I was so poor that when my wife and I got married, I married my best friend. I was 19 years old. She's still my best friend mm. uh, to this day. But when we got married, we had nothing. Her dad is from here in Iowa, and he was a school teacher. So he worked through a summer painting houses to mm-hmm. pay for our wedding. Mm. So our wedding budget was $2,500. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the honeymoon, I started saving my tips from working at Starbucks. Sure. And so I managed to save up $1,000. <gasps> wow. $1,000 cash. And we had a friend who worked for American Airlines who got us uh, friend tickets or whatever, friends oh. and family tickets to go to Paris. So You went to Paris on $1,000? So get this. So we budgeted it and we stayed in hostels that were like $30 a night. Yeah. We, we literally survived on baguettes and Nutella I mean, we. Man, we, if my I'm goodness. gonna go, that's but how I want to go. Great time. But <laughs> I want baguettes. We were so poor that, and we we planned ten days there, 
Because I was like, oh, we got to go. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. <laughs> so I was like, a, a baguette's like 50 cents, you know, we can, we can live. So we, uh, at the end of the trip, we managed to get through and we knew that we had to have like five, the equivalent of $5 to get back to the airport. So we counted our money and we had $5 and there was $6 left over, which was enough to get an ice cream. And so that night before we went back home, we bought an ice cream and then we literally went back home with no money, nothing. And we were like, all right, here we go. Starting our new life with so, nothing. Literally $0 in your $0 bank account. $0 in the bank account. Yep. Oh you my could write goodness. a best-selling book. And How to do Paris on $1,000. How to do Paris on a, uh, yeah. Oh, you couldn't even come pennies close a day. to that today. You can. You can't <laughs> be eating. I bet Josh could try. You can't be eating escargot <laughs> and creme brulee. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to you gotta just live off sure of a you baguette. Could. You go, you eat escargot, you get into trouble, get thrown into a French da- jail for the last nine days. There you go. And then you <laughs> get sent back to your extradited to the United States. They have States. very nice jails there. They're very nice. <laughs> there you go. The fanciest jails in Europe. Yeah. Le jail. Le jail. Oui, oui. So we, we, did, we did Miami on $500 in seven days. Oh, that's wow. really And we, we went to a corner store and we bought a loaf of white bread and some deli meat and cheese. That was our lunch every single day. We go. went to the Continental Breakfast and then we had like 50 bucks a night that we could spend on dinner. And we ended with a little bit extra left over and we spent the entire rest of our money on as many jelly beans as we could buy at the airport. Oh, oh, I love re- that. This is a recurring theme with Taylor and Lindsay. They both love candy we love so candy. very, sure. very Je- much. Jelly Bellies mm. have a very mm-hmm. sentimental What's your favorite flavor? Us. Oh boy. Um, I like green. mixing them where you get like the marshmallow and mm. the blueberry and you mm-hmm. get a blueberry muffin. Mm-hmm. Oh, Juicy pear. Juicy pear. It's really solid. weird that you know that. Oh, love them. Love it's em. weird that you guys know your favorite flavor of Jelly Belly. It's, it's kind so of a big good. deal. Yeah. You know? You know yours too? Well, it's the same. You have the same favorite we flavor. We've been, we, we've been traveling belly? together for so long. We're slowly becoming the same person. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Now he wants my Very shoes. <laughs> I'm like, hey, uh, we're sitting down to eat, and uh, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. Uh, just order me what you're you're getting, because I just know that I'll end up ordering. Well, because so so often you've had food envy. So I'm a studier of a menu. Uh huh. I'm this way anywhere we travel. I want to know that when I come to that town, I'm gonna leave having tasted the best thing there because who knows if I'll be back yep. sure. and if there's anything I have to see like this is the thing you see because every town has something mm-hmm. even it's true you could be in the middle of some cornfield mm-hmm. here in Iowa and that's about it and, but there could be some cool history or something yeah. that's special yeah. uh, some dairy or like something that but we did introduce you to Scotcheroos Scotcheroos so, exactly yeah. and so I want to know that I experienced it so he I would study a menu and I'd ask the waiter or waitress you know what what's the very best thing here on the menu and then I would order, you know, have an informed Based on ordering. All the facts. Yes. Yeah. And then Matt would see my dish come out and he would just order whatever and he'd be like, Oh, why did I not order what you got? So now he's just like, I'll have what he's having. Wow. But it's also like I just know what he likes and I know what I like. Uh-huh. And They're I know the same. we're the this the same <laughs> thing. So you let like, him do all the research for you. Well, and but I can also <laughs> tell you, like I can look at the menu and I'll go, Josh is gonna order that. Mm, now you do nine that. times out of ten. Nine times That's out of awesome. ten. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, how about like sharing off of plates? Are you guys okay? We have been known. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we we do that a lot actually. You Share do. Entrees. So you're okay with him taking a bite off I wanna, of your plate? I want to be able to uh, fit into my old jackets, the old jackets that I own. <laughs> and eating a full entree is not going to get me to that goal. So anybody, it's fine. Does anybody take? The French fry. What about with some calories? So do you some and your wife share shares. off of each? 
you, you share off of each so other's So my wife plates? is a food sharer. Okay, yeah. My son, I have an 18-year-old. He is not a food sharer. It's like a personal assault on him. If you That's how my share son is his too. food, he does if not If you take that. anything off of his plate, he just puts his fork down and pushes the plate to you and goes, hey, it's yours. go ahead, you have it's it. Is, That's like my, okay. we have like the same son. Yeah. My daughter is the same way. Is that your firstborn or your? That's my baby. Oh, interesting. My second okay. yeah. Yeah, he gets totally offended if somebody, like if I take a sip out of anything, oh, no, it's done. I'm like, I'm your mother. Yeah. Nope, uh-uh. <laughs> I don't understand that. My, my we shared DNA. <laughs> and exactly. it's just like, like I, there was a brand new fork, and like I didn't put it back in. Right, exactly. Deal? Nope, nope, here, just take yeah. it. You She's want it weird. that bad. She's weird about that, too. I know, that's I strange. But there's people that you, I think it's a personality thing, because you'll meet people who are like food shares, and I have to really watch myself, because I'm such a food share, that I will be like, oh, that looks really good, and yeah. I'll reach out you to somebody assume. who I hardly know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we've even been places where I, <laughs> this is so know. embarrassing, this is so embarrassing. Oh, good. We've been in restaurants before, and okay. I'm always scoping out, like, as we're walking in to see the plates, and uh-huh. okay, who ordered what, and if I see something really good, I, I'm not embarrassed to say, oh, what are you, what are you guys eating? Oh, my and God. Yes. good and we've literally had times when the person was like oh you want to try this and you i'm do like it. sure <laughs> goodness <laughs> so embarrassing were you in iowa because that kind of sounds like an iowa thing it might have been oh, an iowa my thing people. we my are people very here. nice here yes yes, yes to the point the where we share our foods okay so you were talking a little bit ago about um something that we would call a shoestring solution we heard recently about a church in england mm-hmm. and their clock wasn't working And they had engineers come in and give them an estimate, and they were told it was going to cost like 50,000 pounds to fix it. Well, a local cheesemaker and a 15-year-old kid went over and looked at that clock, cleaned out the dead pigeons, sprayed some WD-40 on it, and the Mm. clock works. Oh, wow. Shoestring solution. That is a, that, yes. Isn't that amazing? Okay. Yes. And they're like, well, we figure we saved the church about 50,000 yeah. pounds, so we'd like at least mm. to have a meal. The thing that kills me, this clock was broken for 12 years. Oh, wow. 12 years. And, and finally someone shows up. Wow. <laughs> so that got us to talking about shoestring solutions. Yes. And I think you might have one from a car I do. that you once I've, owned. I've got a couple of those. but So we've, we've had a car, because when my wife and I first got married, we had nothing. Were you poor? We were very poor working in coffee shops. <laughs> and more about that. So yeah. So we had these junker cars that were basically just given to us. Uh-huh. And uh, one of them, her grandma had given her a car and, and we had to spray the carburetor with uh, starter fluid every time we started the car. <laughs> My car was one of those old Volkswagen hippie buses. Yeah. And that thing was so unreliable and I'm not very mechanically uh, inclined. Mm-hmm. I'm not, this is not my gifting. So at one point, the alternator went out so it wouldn't recharge the battery, but we had no money to fix my car. So for about a year and a half, the only way to start the car was to push it. It was one with a clutch. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, I had my, so there was one time where I, I literally got stopped by the police Oh no! because the lights weren't working. Oh no. But they were stopping me as I was inclining up oh, a hill. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, I was going up a hill. So I pull over and the guy comes over and I'm like, I know, I'm so sorry. I need to get my alternator fixed. I really apologize. Like, And then he was like, okay, well, this is just a warning. Just, you know, get that fixed. And I was like, would you mind pushing me? <laughs> So, so he pushed his police car up to my bus and actually pushed me up the hill and got me going. Yeah. That's the best. That's awful. That's 
so awful. Shoestring. So, uh, would you mind? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks Hi, for the warning. Can I phrase this? Um, That's amazing. So, before you uh, take off, uh, <laughs> remember how my car's not working? Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Do you have anything else that you want to make sure that you say? Well, you know, I was trying to think of something, you know, really funny, but my brain is not working as fast as I think. I need another cup of coffee, maybe. Or a scotcheroo. Yeah, scotcheroo. No, no, no. Those are da- <laughs> way too dangerous. I can't. <laughs> I have to stay out of the conference room over there yeah. where those scotcheroos are. Also known as the den of iniquity. I will eat all of them. Yeah. <laughs> the den of iniquity. Yes. Yeah, that's what iniquity. we call that's... Wherever the treats are, we call Wherever that the, the den of iniquity. Are. The Taylor and Jen podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.